0: Thanks for downloading Beyond the Hall of Winthrop. What are the personal and professional benefits of volunteering? Here from our global panel of UWA alumni for the top volunteer tips and a discussion about how volunteering can impact your career.
1: Hi everyone, thanks for meeting today and thanks to UWA alumni relations team for inviting me to help out with this podcast about how volunteering can impact your career. I can't wait to find out more about our amazing panellists today and their journeys so far with volunteering. So my name is Claire and I'm the manager at UWA Guild Volunteering. Guild Volunteering is a joint venture between UWA Student Guild and Volunteering WA, which is the peak body that represents all the nonprofits in WA. We are the department that connects students to the community through volunteering and we do this in a number of ways. We deliver volunteering excursions and events all year round, um, both on campus and off campus. We run a number of social impact programs in-house as well, and we engage student volunteer coordinators to run these programs, and they engage short-term and long-term volunteers. We provide a one-on-one referral service so students could come into our office any time of year uh, if they're interested in volunteering or if they've got more questions, and we'll basically try and connect them up to a volunteering position that we think is going to align with their passion areas or maybe that aligns with their skills or degrees. And we also provide ongoing support and recognition to UWA volunteers um, and social impact clubs as well. And we do this by providing training uh, screening recognition both online and through our guild volunteering awards at the end of the year so my personal career has been impacted a lot by volunteering and i've found that a lot of the interviews that i have been a part of since university a lot of the interviewers have been more interested in some of my volunteering roles than my actual paid work. So I'm really excited to hear if that's something that you have all experienced today as well. So maybe we can go around the circle and just if you're able to briefly introduce yourself, uh, what you do today and your career journey since UWA. Um,
0: Audrey, would you like to start? Um, Hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm Audrey and I'm from Singapore. Um, I'm actually with the public sector in Singapore, handling change management and transformation work. So currently, I am with the Ministry of Sustainability and the Environment. How has life been after UWA? <laughs> so I actually worked and studied at the same time. Yeah, and um, my, uh, my, my, my journey with UWA uh, was actually, um, it's actually my second degree. Yeah, that was in psychology. So, I was already um, working, uh, but I must say that it has um, impacted me uh, a great deal and um, uh, for the better, of course. Yeah, and and to a very large extent, it has shaped uh, where I am now uh, in terms of my career and uh, what I'm currently doing and what I intend to pursue in the longer term. Uh, well, I volunteered as a student. Um, yes, I did. Yeah, and uh, mainly for social causes. So once was with um, Habitat for Humanity, yeah, and that's in Singapore, Uh, primarily was to help um, old folks clean their living space, yep, and uh, and another volunteer opportunity was uh, a ground-up initiative started by my friend, yeah, um, we call it Operation Red Shirt, yeah, and that's basically where we distribute um, food necessities to needy folks during the Lunar New Year in Singapore as well, yeah, so we, we have been running that for um, pre-COVID uh, for about fifteen to twenty years or so. Yeah. So um, those are my volunteer stints. Uh, you know, when I was still when I was studying. Um, yeah. Uh, when I was studying, uh, currently I still do volunteer. Yeah, in um, in other professional capacities, but I could share that later on. Yeah, and um, back to you, Claire.
1: Great. Thanks, Audrey. Ashraf, would you like to introduce yourself, um, what you do today and your career journey since UWA, and let us know if you were volunteering when you were a student?
2: Sure, thanks, Claire. Um, So I guess, look, important ingredients. I'm a uh, a father of two, two boys who are growing like weeds at the moment. Uh, I'm a husband of one, Which I think is certainly uh, more than I can handle in that piece. Um, From a professional aspect, I I work as my title is Director of Leadership Excellence. Um, So what does that really boil down to? We we work help um, helping leaders and teams to really um, to perform at their best is what we do. So in I guess in everyday sense people look at that from an organisational consulting aspect or you know uh, an individual development um, piece with leaders and teams. I've been in and around that space for probably about just over somewhere between 20 and 25 years now I sort of lose track um, uh, of the of the finer details now. From a volunteering perspective yeah look absolutely I I did uh, I think that was something that was just um, embedded into I guess ways of working for me you know through university um, even probably a little bit before that as well Um, and through probably a wide range of opportunities so everything from junior coaching and undertaking um, a number of sort of coaching opportunities with various different sporting groups at and schools um, through to you know volunteering uh, with say disability services um, the cerebral palsy association of western australia Um, And in fact, often a number of sort of informal opportunities where you would just sort of stumble across, you know, someone who required a little bit of support and just spend time with them. Um, So it was actually something that I I felt was was highly integrated into my university time. Um, And then of course there's the, you know, the opportunities to actually volunteer um, from a work perspective, um, which was embedded into some of the course programs that we did back, well, for me was many, many years ago. But even those opportunities I found you know, really useful for me, uh, being able to get that exposure to the different elements. So it's certainly something that has been woven deeply into you know, my time back in the old UWA days.
1: Uh, thanks, Ash. Over to you, Rita. Uh, would you like to briefly introduce yourself and let us know, um, yeah, basically what you do today in your career journey since UWA and let us know if you had any um, really sort of, impactful volunteering experiences at university
3: sure thanks Claire um well today I am not based in Perth anymore uh, and I do miss it especially in these times when it's so hard to get home um, I'm currently based in Switzerland I work for the international olympic committee in the ethics and compliance function so my specific role is focusing on education for athletes and entourage um, I work with sport federations and national bodies to help them educate and have programs that would help uh, raise awareness in athletes especially when, when it comes to integrity issues um, whether it's things like doping harassment uh, match fixing uh, is a key focus of mine um, so that keeps me busy there it's not something that i went into straight after uni um at that time to be honest i didn't actually consider the sports industry as a possibility for me so i was on the arts trajectory, trying to go to the public service, and that's what I did when I graduated. So I relocated to Canberra for a while, did the public service, um, and on the side, and during my uni years, I did do a lot of uh, volunteering activities in kind of different spheres. So you had the non for profits but then I also somehow got into sports volunteering. Uh, Wasn't a very sporty person myself, so again, never thought it was a real uh, consideration for me. Uh, Got put into a sporting event once, then that addiction kind of started Try to get more volunteering roles at sporting events um, and eventually realized that that's actually something that I'm really passionate about and wanted to make a career shift Um, so then I relocated overseas did a master's degree in sports and that led to one internship after another and now I'm in the sports industry so volunteering especially the kind of breath that we had at uni in UWA compared to some of my interstate friends in particular, I think we were very lucky and you really had the chance to explore uh, things that you otherwise were never considering. You know, you never thought on paper it's something you're going to do, but uni kind of just put it out there and uh, made it much more easier for us to try. Thanks, Rita. Um, yeah,
1: it's interesting what you're saying about sort of falling into sport without initially realizing you were passionate about that area and you found that through volunteering because we have students come in all the time who um, aren't that they're worried that they haven't got a specific passion in volunteering areas we just encourage them to just try anything and a lot of the time they do find a really strong interest area that they never would have ever thought we've sort of touched on a couple of questions from the second part already but we'll I'd like to know how volunteering has sort of shaped your progression. So I said your career progression. So I said earlier that in my personal experience, a lot of my interviews have revolved quite heavily around some of my volunteering experiences. And I'm wondering if that's something that you have experienced and what do you feel like you had to offer your first employers after having these volunteering
0: experiences during university? So how has volunteering shaped my career progression? Uh, Quite a bit. I think first things first, it opened up my world. Yeah, and it shaped um, my personality um, and worldview um, very much to embrace change. Yeah, so I was sharing earlier um, that I did not, uh, oh, that I I volunteered um, for social causes, yeah, mainly to help, uh, senior citizens uh, in Singapore, in 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 meeting very very hygiene needs, yeah. So that has really opened up my world quite a bit to to really appreciate um, what I have. Um, subsequent to that, I also volunteered in. I guess that kind of got me into a um, motion of volunteering and returning to society, yeah. And um, in terms of career, um, I also do volunteer um, as a coach uh, at different platforms, um, whether as a coach and even in in the public sector as a facilitator uh, for conversations. And also, I remember my very first uh, volunteer uh, opportunity uh, with my very first organisation in public sector was with the Land Transport Authority. Yeah, so I was actually I volunteered as a part of the editorial team. Yeah, to to drop articles, you know, um, to to understand more about the corporate um, nature of work. Yeah, and that that has actually helped me develop my career path. Yeah, just through networking, through exposure. Um, you know, to different dimensions of work in a big organisation. Yeah, so many, many different facets, I would say. Yeah, so that, um, I guess that, that would answer your question about how it has shaped my um, career progression. Yeah, and, and I just want to add that sometimes when volunteering, even though there, there may not be a direct connection yeah, in our work uh, for now, but just the interactions and the experience with working uh, with the pool of volunteers or working with um, the cause that we volunteer for, it will naturally stretch our range and expand our worldview. Yeah. So that's from me. Thank you.
2: So can I can I add in on top of that, Audrey? If I can, I, I love your your perspective there because I think the. The greatest benefit i think in terms of the shaping has often come from an informal perspective rather than more from a formal perspective um so again if i I map back to where maybe some of the listeners will be um, so back in my day there wasn't really you know if you were attempting to go for jobs and things like that and this admittedly this is like 25 30 years ago um, it was much more formalized in terms of okay we want these levels of skills we want this bit of experience or you know, it was a lot more structured and not particularly um, proactive in its sense. And I think a lot of the benefits that came out of the um, the opportunity to volunteer were a lot of those informal or intangible things that Audrey's talking about. You know, the the connections and the relationships you form, the ability to be able to influence and engage at various different levels and that sort of thing. Um, I think sort of naturally just cascaded out of that as well as your contribution to community rather than there being a formalised piece to it. Um, so I don't know about you, Rita, because you're, you're sort of a little bit later in that piece. Did it did it impact you um, in a bit more of a formal way? Uh, no, I think I have to it? agree
3: with you. Uh, for sure, it's the informality, right? And I think, I guess we're all the same in the sense that when you started doing these opportunities, you didn't expect what you got out of it you didn't expect that you're necessarily you know it's going to lead to a job or anything you just do it because either you're interested in it or your friends are doing it and you're making more friends and things like that and once you've kind of done it is when you realize the benefits of it were those things that you didn't expect the uh the skill set of for example being able to deal with people Um, A lot of the volunteering we did with things like guild clubs and stuff, a lot of conflict management, a lot of event organizing, marketing, finance, budgeting, those kind of things that you weren't necessarily on the lookout for. But when you finish your uni and you're applying for jobs and you're up against other candidates who have just finished uni, uh, maybe no one has paid professional experience. But what sets you apart is that informal skill set that you've got that maybe the others don't. Um, Claire, totally relate to the employers looking at that with much more interest than you expected. Um, I was the same. I thought there were certain things that I would give more value to, so in interviews I was always talking about the same things. Um, And I remember after a few months of being employed, my boss told me that actually the things that were more attractive were those volunteering skill sets. Um, The fact that you kind of already have some experience in professionalism and how to deal with people uh, straight out of uni, as opposed to someone who might just have had a degree. Um, And I think, Asher, what you said about just the connections, the network, um, in my industry specifically, if you're working in sport, almost everyone knows everyone or they're, you know, very tightly connected. And it gives you a big advantage going into that industry if you've already, A, had some experience, but B, you've had some informal experience with those people, you've gained their insights, advice, some mentorship perhaps informally from them. Uh, and it's a less more, it's little less daunting going into that industry knowing you have some familiar faces. Um, so just a lot of, I guess, benefits that you don't go in there for, but they're definitely worth it at the end.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely agree, especially, I think, even you don't need to be volunteering in the sec in a specific sector that you're wanting to go into as well um it still is an amazing asset to have as a for your own personal growth um, as well as for future employers i think volunteering in any sector is going to give you those really good transferable skills so we've talked already a a little bit about how volunteering is a really good thing to have on your resume Um, i'm just wondering we could elaborate that on that slightly in terms of what you think the return investment would be by having that volunteering experience um did volunteering ever bring you opportunities you wouldn't have gotten otherwise we've talked a little bit already about networking i'm just wondering if um ashraf would you like to <laughs> reply to that one
2: sure well, let me jump in there claire Um, Yeah, look, absolutely. I think um, if you think about it, I guess, from an ROI perspective, I think probably for me the number one return that you will get will be relationships and contacts to some extent from, uh, if you think about it purely from a a personal perspective, right, you will end up in environments that you probably wouldn't have um, challenged yourself to previously. You will end up meeting people who you know even if you would tried to go looking for them you probably wouldn't necessarily come across them um, so i think that ability to embed within a network and um, and a community becomes really quite powerful um, so i think that for me is one of the the key standouts i think um, if i then broaden that return a little bit wider there's actually a really strong Um, I guess, contribution to community that comes out of it, right? And, you know, I guess you could break down the psychology around helping others also provides a bit of help for yourself in that aspect. But that contribution to community, I think, is such a key ingredient for future individuals um, that taking opportunities to find ways to connect and to contribute to community becomes really important because at the end of the day, that's really what all work actually is right it's someone's contribution to community so creating opportunities to go and do that and whether it is coaching whether it's you know um, supporting not-for-profits whether it's you know at university level it doesn't really matter it's you are now making contribution to community so if you can then um, and I think um, Rita described it beautifully around you know they become stories that you can tell and examples that you can share If you're sitting down, say, with the first employer, right, because it demonstrates a real, more of a holistic understanding of who you are and the contributions that you make, rather than them just seeing you in one dimension or one plane. And I think for me, probably the third and probably, um, I guess, the third most standout return that you will get is some of these, um, which I bristle at, but what some people term... Um, this concept of soft skills, which ironically are probably the most complex skills that we as individuals have to master, but they're still soft skills. Um, I'm only still a little bit better about that. Uh, is, is this aspect of, you know, um, whether it's around that communication or influencing, it's those people skills, which, again, you're learning in real time. You know, Rita described beautifully around, well, we're dealing with conflict, right? We're dealing with, you know, particularly challenging situations, difficult conversations, how do I influence stakeholders that I have no authority over in that aspect? All of those just often naturally come out. Um, How do I learn how to communicate with, you know, various different groups that I'm working with, you know, whether it's a group of 13 or 14 year old boys who have the attention span of a goldfish, right? Or whether it's, you know, with previous generations who um, have a whole pile of wisdom to share, but often people don't take the time to listen to them. You know you those kind of skills, you know you'll look at organisations, they're trying to figure out how to get an understanding from people around, well, how do you have these skills? you know and often through volunteering, you have it's served up on a platter now as to, well, here's, yeah, here's me demonstrating these things. So I think for me, that third ingredient is actually around those um, you know influencing or often people skills that come out of the interactions become really powerful
1: yeah no that's a really good point ash and we find often that there is a bit of a disconnect between the students volunteering experience and how they're how they're able to communicate that to employers and a lot of the time i think students don't realize um or maybe they just haven't got the skill set or the the words needed to explain how these experiences that they've had in volunteering um can actually be useful in a professional Sense. So, luckily,
2: luckily, you've got someone who can help teach them how yeah. to better have those conversations and how to write it up in their resumes.
1: Uh, Audrey, did you have anything to add in the on the topic of the return of investment that that you can get through volunteering?
0: Yeah, actually, I I agree a lot with um, what um, Ash shared. Um, it it is just so true. And um, having worked uh, mainly in big organizations, um, I'll just build on what Ash um, shared. Having worked uh, mainly in big organizations, um, I find that uh, volunteering in in various capacities, uh, and it need not be something official, um, it would actually the, the returns is just is just it's just immense, it's just so, it's just so powerful as well. Yeah, um, however, such things we, I, I mean, speaking for myself, I've learned of such returns only in hindsight. Yeah, and sometimes at that point in time, you wouldn't even, um, you wouldn't even expect to, to have such returns. So I'll just share um, a very recent example for me. Uh, so I took a sabbatical, a six-month sabbatical, um, last year. And it was my first sabbatical uh, throughout my career yeah, of um, 17 years now. And it was, I must say, it's the most difficult decision I've ever made uh, in my career. But it was the best decision I've ever made. yeah. And during that period of time um i i stretched my world yeah so the first thing i have a community garden below my um block of apartments yeah so the first thing i did was to just pop by and i said hi to um this um this uh gentleman who is uh, in his early 70s, yeah, he is the only uh, volunteer at the community garden. And um, he he has basically constructed the garden, a vegetable garden, yeah, uh, for the past 12 years. Yeah, and um, yeah, so I, I have been fantasizing about helping out at the garden. Uh, and finally, I got an opportunity to do that. So I mastered a lot of courage and just said, um, you know, hey, uncle, um, can I just come by and help you water the plants? And he said, okay, just come. And ever since, I have been uh, volunteering there uh, for about a year now, or more than a year actually. yeah. But now that I'm going back into um, work full swing, it is a very, very different um, level of commitment. Yeah, But nonetheless, um, I've learned so much you know, just by being in a confined space, watering the plants, so much about life, so much about leadership lessons. And so much about interactions with um, with with people from all walks of life, yeah. So that was one uh, particular experience that um, yeah during my sabbatical. Another was when I just got to know more um, uh, entrepreneurs, yeah, operating um, small enterprises. So I got to know uh, a lady who is um, a business owner. She owns um, some uh, fashion retail. Stores and as we know, retail uh, has suffered quite a bit, yeah, um, especially during COVID. And if you don't pivot, you know, um, fast enough, uh, and explore other business opportunities, um, it is just very difficult to survive. Yeah. So one of the things that she did was to um, hold Facebook Live, yeah, and she would actually um, invite uh, invite friends. Um, yeah, to be on her Facebook Live every week. Yeah, so I volunteered myself to just join her as her model for that one hour of Facebook Live. So we just had to keep, um, you know, switching attire for like eight times, I think, and just be there and just keep talking and introducing, you know, about the attire, drawing linkages, um, you know, to to my profession, etc. So that was a very different taste of um, what I don't typically experience in my work at all. Yeah, I've never done that. In fact, I've like, yeah, I, I purposely shy away from such uh, experiences. Yeah, so these are a couple of um very, very close and recent experiences that I've had uh, as a volunteer. And how it has grown me is really helping me and maybe stretching me to go and explore and to master that courage to be in a constant or more regular mode of, of exploration. So drawing that back into say um our career perspectives, okay, or profession, um professional growth. I think in big organizations especially, there are, there are some things, some competencies that we that we look out for. Um, all the time, you know, the very evergreen sort of competencies like your commitment level, um, resilience, organizational skills, problem solving skills, these are just, it will perpetually be there. Yeah, but I think in what's increasingly important is our level of agility and how do we foster that agility? I think um, from my experience so far, it's really challenging ourselves. To go try out and explore and fail in certain things. Yeah. So that, you know, we are able to have a taste of how different experiences are, able to empathize and hopefully able to rebound. Because from there, only then will we be able to translate and transfer those sort of experiences into our actual professional life. A very short answer to your question is is that the ROI is very high.
1: Great. It's nice to know I'm not the only one that fantasises about dropping everything and watering plants.
2: Go ahead. (laughs) Audrey, how how much, um, if you're still volunteering at the moment, um, what's the sort of percentage or time that you sort of have carved out for, I guess, formal or informal um, volunteering opportunities for you?
0: Percentage of time, Uh, I'll just take it on a weekly basis. Okay, Hmm. maybe that's easier. In different aspects, so for Hmm. instance, uh, just this week alone, I gave my time to a friend um, who was retrenched a couple of years ago. Yeah, and um, she is the sole breadwinner. And uh, she has been a full-time employee for quite some time. And I really want to help her because I know she's a good person and she really, really wants to be gainfully employed again. Yeah, so I spent about three hours, three to four hours just this week alone to help her understand her career anchors and to help her with another coach to refine her resume. So that's just one coaching um, volunteer work that I did this week and that was about let's say three hours. And in terms of gardening, um, I think I only spent about uh, say another three hours this week as well. Yeah, so yeah, so so all in all, I would say less than 10 hours in a week, but I think it might yeah. sound very intensive for quite a number of people.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and what about you, Rida? Uh,
0: honestly, I am not currently
3: doing any volunteering. Um, just because with the, the olympic games we recently had tokyo and beijing so it was a bit full-on um, prior to that i've only been doing community uh, engagement stuff to do with expats in switzerland um, not a lot of aussies around yet uh, but i'm sure uw is actually working on exporting some out uh, but that's the kind of stuff i've been doing just because i feel like no matter how much time you spend on those activities it seems it doesn't seem like a chore. it seems very easy it comes very naturally um, so those kind of things are uh, quite interesting to me to want to get involved. So hopefully now I'm going to try and get back in the field and Audrey's giving me some inspiration for modelling work. I didn't know that was a industry within volunteering. <laughs> Might be a good one to look into.
0: I look forward yeah. to that, reader. Let me know if you need <laughs> any Facebook lives from Europe. Huh?
1: Um, I'm just wondering, we've, you've, we've all talked a bit about our personal experience with our career um, aspirations in terms of, what we're, we've been able to offer potential employers um, I'm wondering if anyone has is in the position where they are on the hiring board and whether you've had applicants with a real that have stood out because of their volunteering experiences um Rita is this something you've experienced
3: Yeah, back before uh, In Another Life when I wasn't in sport um, and I was in the public service, I had the opportunity to be on the recruitment side for grad programs. Um, And again, it wasn't until I was on the other side that I realised the benefits that we've had through our experiences. Candidates that have had volunteering experience come with such a natural sense of confidence and faith in their answers. You know, you're asking them questions like, you know, describe a time when you... Managed a conflict or describe a time you worked with a group of diverse people. Um, What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And they're the ones that come with answers that are not hypothetical. Like this is how I would deal with a situation. They're very much, you know, I was in this experience. I've had this experience and this is how I dealt with. And this is how I successfully managed it or that I didn't successfully manage it but this is what I've learned from it and this is what I want to do going forward the difference between people that have had that experience versus those that haven't had the same opportunities of volunteering is very evident and if you're looking from a hiring perspective from an employer perspective that candidate just comes across as someone who has better self-awareness and they know how to deal in a professional environment so naturally you're a bit more inclined to favor those candidates Um, And again, I guess some people might also say you can get similar benefits from, you know, having had a part-time job, depending on what that job is. But I think, Audrey, you were touching on the fact that volunteering is firstly something which allows you to make mistakes in a safe environment if you need to. Um, And it's a much more facilitated kind of activity. So you are supported more heavily. Um, But also, unlike part-time jobs where you might have a specific role and you're doing that, you know, specific task again and again, volunteering especially at uni I mean some organizations are small and if you're volunteering for one of them you're probably doing a lot more than what you initially thought you know you're doing for example at uni and the things that we did with events or clubs you know you're doing the marketing and the finance and the dealing with the UWA guild and dealing with the local council and dealing with the ticket sales and you know all of that you're getting so much more experience and a holistic overview of how a project is managed or how an organization functions which might not be the same in those part-time jobs that we had at uni so again from a hiring point of view you can see the vast difference between candidates who have come out of uni with maybe just a degree versus those candidates that really immerse themselves in volunteering positions in leadership positions within those organizations um, and that they have a better idea of themselves and how they want to carry themselves at work
1: Ash um, I'm wondering if you've had similar experiences being on the other side of the interviewer panel um, in terms of uh, pot- potential applicants standing out from the crowd due to volunteering?
2: Yeah, uh, not a huge amount of experience directly. My team, my direct team's a pretty small team. Uh, but where I find it interesting now is in a lot of the leaders that we work with, um, in conversations with them, their requirements or what they're searching for is a lot more diverse, right? So, you know, the idea of trying to get more of a holistic understanding of the individual that they're employing or that they're bringing in is far more valuable to them now rather than, say, just the skills or the knowledge that they're bringing to the table. Um, You know, so understanding how people will... um, I guess how they will bring themselves to life in various different circumstances, understanding how, um as Rita mentioned, absolutely perfectly, that they have real life experience to share around um, these particular skills that you know people are looking to go, try and get an understanding of. Um and I think it also it demonstrates for for employers that, you know, that there is the drive that an individual has, there is the willingness to try different things, you know, so even just the fact that you've been volunteering across a number of avenues, even if they don't ask you anything about that, it demonstrates in itself a, you know, a drive to go and take on different challenges, a, a comfort in putting yourself into novel experiences and things like that. So I think it absolutely has a, um, uh, has a huge value these days. I think certainly much more than back in my day as well.
1: We found out um, from a couple of you the sort of time that you're currently dedicating to volunteering um, and you've all obviously got very demanding jobs. And I'm wondering if you faced any difficulties in that area trying to volunteer while you're working in a professional context?
2: I don't know. I might jump in there. I don't know if I faced necessarily any... Difficulties per se. Um, there's nothing that really springs to mind, uh, and I, and maybe I was a little bit um, different, but for me it was also a little bit of a labour of love as well. Like I enjoyed, you know, the experiences of volunteering, so it wasn't really a chore by any stretch, or um, uh, or didn't I didn't feel like that I was sort of having to give up time or anything like that. Um, so I don't think there was necessarily any. Um, uh, any specific challenges from my side Um, I guess the only maybe the only advice that I would give is if you're going to engage into the volunteering process um, just jump in there right just sort of make the decision that you're going to do it and it doesn't really matter to to what extent that you're going to jump in so even if it's only say you know a couple of hours a month or you know or if it's you know three hours or 10 hours a week or something like that, it, it actually doesn't really matter you know you yeah i think you just be realistic about what you can contribute um, i think be a little bit planned uh in terms of so that you map it into your your schedule um, and then just be consistent with it you know so that um, so that you have that ability to make that contribution along the way
1: Audrey, you've already told us that you volunteer about ten hours a week, which is yeah pretty impressive. <laughs> um, I'm wondering and, if
2: <laughs> and when, when Claire mentions it again, Audrey, it'll be twenty hours by the time the next time that she mentions it as well.
1: So how do you fit in fifty hours of volunteering a week?
0: Oh, no, no, I think um it, it it's difficult. Uh, first of all, I think ten hours of volunteerism a week is really, really a stretch. And I think if I do this um, in the long haul, I may just get burned out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being very practical here. So to your question, Claire, about um, challenges. And these are these are realities. Okay, so, so I would say, um, yes, it is definitely challenging. But um, first things first, we must, um, if you want to volunteer, my advice is do something that you genuinely want to do. And not because someone else says, "Oh, um, you know, you need to clock voluntary. Um, you need to clock volunteer hours. You know, and then you go around trying to find opportunities just to clock volunteer hours, because um, even though you may, um, uh, of course, obtain and have a very rich learning experience, um, the process of volunteering might." not to be as pleasant, yeah, because the motivation is already, in my opinion, not um, the healthiest motivation, yeah, so step one, I would say, it's really to find a cause that um, that you resonate with, yeah, and then um, time and energy management is definitely, um, you know, they are definitely two huge pieces two huge um variables that we need to um, that we need to work around and you must ask yourself um i mean like taking taking uh, my my experience this week in you know helping uh, my friend um on her career coaching it's because this is something which i totally believe in and i and i empathize uh or I, yeah i empathize with the situation she is in and i genuinely want to help her yeah, so so, um, it it was very very tiring. I'll be very honest with you. It's really tiring. Yeah, but um, you know, the good thing is that uh, while time cannot, uh cannot, we can't revert time. We can't you know recollect time. But at least, uh for energy, you can rest and then you can um, replenish your energy. Yeah, um, so so that's how I. That's I mean taking breaks and uh, meditating, practicing uh, mindfulness, and being connected uh, more spiritually um, or religiously. I think for me, those are those are tips I would share um, with people who feel very tired. Yeah, um, from 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 volunteering, and I would say as a word of advice, if you I mean only we know ourselves best. Um, listen to our bodies. If we feel that we're just too tired to do something, don't hang on to it um, for the sake of doing it, because we will end up um, detesting, yeah, um, you know, the, the the whole process and the work itself, and that will um, inherently become very very unhealthy. So if we think that you know we're like we're just feeling a bit of tiredness there and there needs to have some, you you need to create some space to dissociate yourself from it, then do it, you know, there's no point just doing it for the sake of doing it, yeah, so I would say those are the realities, you know, of volunteering, Um, uh, and these are the possible workarounds, yeah, to overcome these challenges.
1: Thanks, Audrey, yeah, I think it's a really good point to bring up I think a lot of people in the volunteering community are yes people and they'll just they have big hearts and they'll often just sort of get roped into so many different organizations and different causes and different initiatives and it's actually to the detriment sometimes Um, so yeah as Ash said find something that you're passionate about and plan it out um, fit it into your schedule in a healthy way and um, try not to overload to the point where you can't do anything (laughs) um Rita have you found there's been moments in your career where you've been trying to balance volunteering and your professional life and um were there any were there any issues that sort of arose during that time
3: um yeah since I left uni I mean it's always I mean we're always going to be saying oh we're a bit busy like you know don't always have time for as much as you want to do but I think having done what I did at uni And with the same group of friends that were also doing, you know, a thousand different things, I think it really prepared us for what was to come after uni. At uni, we were always running around being like, no, no, I'm too busy. Got this club today. i got this meeting tomorrow. Um, But it actually just prepares you for the fact that when you're out in the real world, that's not going away. And if anything, it's kind of prepared me better to be able to, you know, learn how I work best with different projects or different groups and know what my habits are and how to you know know when i'm going off track and what i should be doing to get back on track so i think i think i like to think that i manage it okay uh but for sure it all comes i mean i'm frequently thinking about my time as a uni student knowing that i was juggling so many things and thinking it was going to get much better once i left uni um and if i hadn't had that i think i yeah i think i would have been struggling a bit more um, so very grateful for that. And I know I still look back with all the friends that I did Guild volunteering stuff with and we're all in the same boat saying, you know, what we were thinking was definitely far away from the picture, but it's prepared us so much better for adulthood. Great. Thanks, Rita.
1: So we're the, we're sort of running a little bit out of time here. So do you have any advice for students who have never volunteered before, so they might not even know necessarily exactly what volunteering is? and how do you think would be some good ways for them to take some first steps?
0: I'm, I'm very, I'm very, um, yeah, I feel like saying just do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, just do it. Um, yeah, but if you have never tried it before, just just do it. But in a small way. Yeah, start small.
1: Great. Uh, Rita, do you have any advice
3: in this area? Um, I like the start small bit. Um, I think one thing that makes it a lot less intimidating, especially if you've never done it before, is to just do it with a friend. Uh, pull a friend in and see if you can find something that you both might have an interest in or one of you does and then you can do one for the other person as well. It just makes it a lot easier and also a lot more fun to at least take that first step in. Um, and I think we all touched on this before, but I mean, it's there's so many opportunities out there that you will eventually find something that you're passionate about. But I think when you take that first step, it'll just help you understand whether you like it or you don't like it and figure out what it is that you like or you don't like. And that kind of helps you narrow down to understand which type of volunteering you would actually really enjoy. Um, So I think those two combos would make a good fit, but at the end of the day, again, you know, try it out. Um, There's nothing to lose because it's really for you to gain a lot of, a lot out of as well. Um, And then you'll look back at it and and be the only regret you'll have is that you didn't do more.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, social volunteering especially is a really good starting starting spot for um, especially young people as well who might not have as much confidence just sort of going out and working with a non-profit. Um, and yeah, there are more and more social volunteering opportunities around these days and I think it's a really great way to sort of um, convey that volunteering can be a really fun sort of experience. It doesn't have to be a grueling behind the scenes in an office by yourself. Um, so yeah, that's a really good point, Rita. Ashraf, do you have any advice for students who have never volunteered before and how do they make the first steps?
2: Yeah, I think maybe extending off what Audrey mentioned, absolutely. Just make the decision to jump in. You know, there is huge value in the opportunity, so just jump in and do it maybe extending off what Rita mentioned there um, is that they tend to, I, from my observations, they tend to go in sort of one of two ways. So either someone's really um, planned and organised around it, they know exactly where they want to go with it. So and in, in my mind, I think of that as a bit more of a convergent approach where, okay, I know what I'm doing, I'm going to go and work in these areas and I'm going to, great, then if you do that, no worries. But equally, it's just as fine if you are uncertain around it to sort of take that, you know, divergent approach that Rita was mentioning there and just jump in and try things, you know, end up in different places, end up in a sporting organisation or a not-for-profit or, your local community group because there'll be a natural flow-on effect that will happen with those things, you know, that you will meet someone who will suggest something else and that'll connect you with someone else and then you'll end up. So even though they're two very different pathways, um, you know, if you've got a a resonance and clarity and structure, great. If you don't, great. It doesn't matter. You know, you can get just as much value out of each pathway. So I think absolutely just make the decision to jump in there. And probably the only other thing I would say is, you know, leverage, um, say, like the expertise that you guys provide where people can you know you can chat with someone to help guide you in terms of where might be a good fit for you or where might be good opportunities for you in that sense that would be my two cents
1: great thanks ash Um, so that brings our discussion today to a close thank you all so much for sharing your insights and how highlighting how volunteering can fast track your career um, and provide students with those really important real world skills. Um, I also think you've all shown us today how volunteering can really broaden your world view um, and lead to that personal transformational change, which is amazing. Um, hopefully, I'm sure that your inspiring words have will convince a few more UWA students and hopefully some more alumni as well to give volunteering a go and just to get up and do it. So I'd like to thank our panelists or Jury, Ash, and Rita, and thanks to the UWA alumni relations team for inviting me along today. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks, Claire. Thank
0: you. Thanks,
2: thanks Claire. Claire. Thanks for listening.
0: Keeping your details up to date means you'll never miss out on the benefits of your connection with UWA. It will also help current students picture their careers and ensure we can prepare them for future they deserve. Visit your UW alumni website today and update your details.